welcome to Grow 10x podcast. My name is Preeti Padmanabhan, marketing executive, board member and investor. Today, our topic is to discuss the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And we have the pleasure of hosting Declan Waters, who is the founder and CEO of Waters Agency. Declan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Preeti. I'm delighted to be here. Wonderful. Let's get started. Would love to hear about you. Tell us about your career journey. Absolutely. So I've been in the B2B communications world now for over 20 years. And I started my career in in London. Since being in school and and going through college, I was always really interested in sharing stories, uh, telling stories, and building relationships with people in different, of all different types of people. So when I left college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to go into in terms of a career. I knew I wanted it to be around words and stories. I've always enjoyed reading and I was very fortunate to have an opportunity to work for a company called Regis in in London and Regis was a an organization that essentially leased offices to many different types of organizations and I was starting my career in a very much a customer service type of role and one of the companies that was Uh, leasing some office space was a PR company in the technology space and after you know getting a really nice rapport with the the founder and the team after about six months they asked me if I was enjoying my job uh, and if if not would I be interested in, in coming and working for the PR agency so that's really how my career started out was very fortuitous in terms of just being at the right place at the right time. Over 20 years later, uh, I've not looked back. I've, I feel very lucky to really enjoy what I do as a career. And, and it gets me to, uh, to speak to people like you, Preeti. So it's really enjoyable. That's fantastic. And I do know that you had moved between in industry and the agency. Uh, tell us a little bit more about once you embarked on this communications path, Uh, You had moved to, uh, we met at Nutanix. Would love to hear a little bit about the different places you were at. Yeah, absolutely. So it's in the UK, I worked for organizations like Trend Micro in the cybersecurity space for VMware. It's a very big company in the technology space. And then as you rightly mentioned, Preeti, I then six years ago, this month actually, I moved with my family from, from London to San Jose to help Nutanix, where we were lucky enough to meet and start a friendship, uh, to build their corporate communications team. And that was in 2013. So as you know, Preeti, that was uh, an early, very early time to be involved in the company, very exciting time to, to be part of that, the Nutanix story. And then from there, I launched my own agency 
which I, I'm still running today, Waters Agency. And that's our mission is to help B2B and B2C startups, get them to find their voice in the market, punch above their weight when it comes to awareness and to make them very successful in their, in their specific markets. So that's where I am today. And it's absolutely just, just a fun time to be involved in, in a company like ours. That sounds like a very interesting career journey, Declan, and uh, how you uh, took the jump to start your own firm and build a huge team and, you know, service so many clients. It's a pleasure uh, to work with you, even when I'm at Freshworks right now. Thank you, Preeti. Let's now start about the book. You had mentioned that Ego is the Enemy was one of the books that really influenced you. Why did you choose to read this book? That's a great question. Firstly, the, the title of the book really caught my eye. You know, ego is the enemy. And it really kind of piqued my interest into what the writer was getting at. And I'd heard about Ryan Holiday, who is a strategist and writer on a podcast that I listened to about four or five months ago. And his, his personal story was also interesting to me. Firstly, he's a very young guy. He's actually in his early 30s. And I thought to myself, it must be unusual for a guy that young to write about a topic such as ego. Normally, that you might associate that topic being written by maybe a writer who's been around for a lot longer. But he has you know, so much wisdom, which he generates from his stoic philosophy, which is a lot of this is based around. But he is a young guy who had early success and, and then had many failures uh, as well. And it really kind of made him think about life, what he viewed as success. He, he shares a lot of that in the book. He's very candid. And he also, which is interesting for me, is to share some real life stories about people who have either let ego get in the way of their success or if they've harnessed it to make them more successful. So it's a book that I found very interesting. There's a lot of self-help books out there, you know, thousands and thousands of, of business books, which I don't typically read because I think a lot of them have similar messages, but this one was genuinely very different. And I think it was because of the fact that he's such a young writer with so much wisdom, uh, which is amazing to me, and also the real life stories and those tangible takeaways that I think can help not only from a, a work uh, perspective, but also from a personal standpoint as well. Yes, and thank you for referring me to this book. I did not know about the author until you mentioned, and when I did my research and heard the book on Audible, and it was narrated by the author himself. And I could see the depth, the depth in the conversation and depth in the wisdom. It was certainly very uh, stellar of him to do such a book at such a young age. Uh, absolutely. I agree. So tell us about ego, right? Because the topic, like you said, uh, the topic of ego is uh, catching somebody's eye. So how does the book define ego and how did that resonate with you? Mm. Well, the book defines ego in the sense that wherever you are and whatever you're doing, 
despite outside influences in the world, you know, you think about things that, that cause problems in your life, external factors, whether it be job related, a difficult boss, or, you know, trouble with a partner, or financial issues, all these things that put people under a lot of pressure. His thesis is that your own worst enemy actually lives inside you, and that's your ego. And, you know, sometimes you read things and it kind of makes you stop in your tracks a little bit, Preeti. It makes you think about, about things. And it resonated with me in the sense that I think a lot of people out there might say, well, I don't have an ego. I, I'm not an egomaniac. This book doesn't, isn't going to relate to me because that's, that's somebody else. That's not me. But I think the reality is that everybody has an ego to some degree. But I think it's to what extent, and this is what Ryan talks about in the book, is what extent you allow your ego to be a destructive force in your life, as opposed to something that can be incredibly positive. For me, that got my interest. Preeti, you and I work in a very competitive marketplace. It's, it's technology. And, you know, it's been well documented that there are lots of egos in this industry. And I, I deal with this every day, my working career. So it's been very interesting for me to dig into this in, in a little bit more detail. Yes, that's, that's a great way you've captured it, Declan. Um, so a few things that stuck to me uh, when I read this mm. definition of ego was one is its distortion of reality. Like on one side, like you said, ego as self-esteem is certainly a valuable uh, thing to have in our lives. But when it gets distorted to an amplified view of yourself and which is not a reality, then that can get in the way as the author narrates through different stories uh, of people who had faced uh, their ego and it didn't serve them. That, that's right. Yeah, absolutely, Preeti. And I think a lot of people who think they're balanced, uh, they're very balanced, but they, they have ambitions, talents and, and they're driven and they have they want to have their potential to fulfill their goals these are all things that are good they drive you forward you know to be successful and i think ego kind of comes with the territory with, with all this stuff but what i think it's done for me is to really think about the the more unhealthy part of this in terms of our own self-importance as you go through your career and as you become more successful, you know, this I think is the trap that a lot of people fall into, the need to be better than your colleagues, to be recognized more for whatever it might be in your career. The, there's a, a quote in the book from the, from the famous writer Cyril Connolly, and he warned that, that ego can suck you down like the law of gravity. And he was really talking about the fact that there's been so many successful people that could have continued to have been successful is it if it wasn't for the fact they couldn't get out of their own way due to their egos yes that is so true you've started talking about the three stages of our life when ego holds us back which uh, author has done a great job of dividing the book into three three parts the first being the aspire like you said, people have ambitions and they're working towards the goal. That's first part. 
And then the second part is when we are successful. And the third part is when we fail. So if we start with Aspire, are there any takeaways from that section that you would like to highlight? I think one of the areas that stood out for me in this section was the power of continuing to have the student mindset where people continue to have just that enormous amount of curiosity regardless of how you know seasoned experienced they are they they still view themselves very much as a student i've I've started watching a david attenborough documentary on netflix recently where he's you know 93 years old now and he was saying in the opening caption i'm continuing to learn so much about the world that we live in and you know he's 93 and he's seen it all you know i don't think anyone could accuse david attenborough of having uh, a crazy ego you know given he's at the world's authority on many of these areas so i think when you have that in place that student mindset Preeti, it places your ego and your ambition in somebody else's hands and what i mean by that you have to leave it at the door you know if you're learning a new skill if you new if you're learning something for the first time you can't bring the ego with you because you have to really immerse yourself in, in what you're trying to do and if ego is getting in the way there you're never going to continue to learn and and to have that to be self-motivated and self-critical and all these things that improve improve you and make you a more rounded and grounded person so there's no room for ego there so for me being that student which is something i always try and do as part of my continual professional growth is really important to me that was really important yeah Wow, the lifelong student piece you talked about and the growth mindset, these are all certainly great nuggets to take away uh, for anybody at any stage of their career. And uh, the growth mindset helps people move forward and not get stuck in the ego. And it's been a long time since I heard the name David Attenborough. And certainly one thing you mentioned that people who keep ego in check can be very endearing. Uh, like we we remember them fondly and we are you know we want to be part of their success yeah uh, absolutely and and i think you know taking that example of david attenborough it would it would be a a very different story for him if he did have a huge ego and you know threw his weight around and he wasn't the person he is today i don't think he would have a career that started exploring the world and all its wonder in you know, from the 1950s, he's been circumnavigated the world many, many times. And, you know, I think his ability to continue to learn, have that curiosity has helped him not only to be widely regarded and just revered around the world, but also to be in such a healthy, you know, 93, he's in such good mental health as well, mentally, physically, I think it's, it's had an impact there as well. So the book goes into other examples as well of Something that also resonated me was when uh, Ryan Holiday, the author, talked about a live time or dead time. And what he's getting at there is something that also struck me as well. If you look at the, the, some of the great leaders in, in the world, around the world that we've had, you know, like Malcolm X, when he talked about, you know, he was in prison at 21 uh, for 10 years. The decisions that Malcolm X made in prison 
shaped the man he was going to become when he came out. He used the a, a lifetime to learn, explore religion, and do other things, as opposed to adopting that that dead time mindset, where he would just be in prison and not have to expand his his horizons in the way that he did. So um, that was also a very interesting section of the book for me. Yes, yes, and you. I think you also mentioned earlier about how ego can actually change the way we are perceiving ourselves in this case of Malcolm X example with him keeping his ego in check he was able to come out stronger and not uh, come out weaker or get back into the, the prison system which is what uh, we hear from a lot of people who go through that it's very difficult he came out stronger he, he did absolutely and in in terms of the you, you mentioned about you know ego when we when we succeed and, and and the path to success and i think a lot of young people might be listening to this and, and and plotting their careers and what they want to do in life and the book is really insightful as well from from that perspective and i i read it and i was like i really wish i read this book when i was like 18 or 20. Um, because it just gives such such great insights into how you can potentially think about things. One of the areas that they go into is the fact that when you do become successful, everyone's gunning for you. You know, when you're at the top, the, the stakes are so much higher. And when you get there, you know, having that ability to listen, to hear feedback, you know, continue to improve and grow, it matters then more than ever. And I think that was a really important lesson for me personally, just to keep that in mind, you know, as you go through your career, just to have that, that ability to, to listen and take on feedback, whether it's good or bad. And actually the bad feedback is, is typically the most helpful. He also talked about the, the, the very famous investor, Paul Graham. Uh, he was an early investor in Airbnb, Reddit, Dropbox, I think, and a few others. And yeah, he was warning against the fact that, you know, startups sometimes have these really bold, sweeping visions early on. He actually like said, well, I, I do want these companies to obviously be disruptors and, and to have visions. But he said that the way to do the really big things is to start with the deceptively small things. So having a real focus. And that, and that was also, you know, very interesting story from his perspective and advising my clients, you know, at Walters Agency as well. So there's been some really good business lessons in this book as well. Yeah, that you bring up a great point. In fact, I've even heard that that concept in uh, one of Brian Chesky's podcast where he talked about uh, in Masters of Scale, where he, he said that Airbnb perfected the experience at each individual level first before making it a scalable model because unless the customer service was uh, impeccable in a small was tiny uh, use case they wouldn't be able to succeed right when uh, if they try to scale ahead of time that's right Preeti. absolutely that's a really good example as well and you know this book has got stories from all walks of life technology politics one of the other stories that that jumped out at me was was around Bill Clinton and, and his work ethic and his ability to continue to keep learning from people. Apparently as a young man, he would, he would keep a collection of cards 
and he would essentially like continue to update them with uh, names and phone numbers of friends and acquaintances who might be of of help to him you know when he when he entered politics uh, Ryan Holiday goes on to say that he you know updated it every single night and over the years it grew to a huge 10,000 cards you know 10,000 cards before it was digitized and a lot of people attribute it to what really helped him get into the Oval Office, what built his, his, his empire in terms of his, the people around him. And they continue to help him when he got into politics. So it's another good example of being very humble and, and doing things, no shortcuts, don't cut the corners. He did that every single night and it helped put him into the highest office in the land. So it's a really good book for people coming into, into work and to realise that there are no shortcuts. You've got to put the hard work in. And if you do those small things right, there could be some really great success further down the road. That's a fantastic message, Declan. Um, I have one last question for you. Uh, the author talks about having a purpose larger than ourselves. And he mentioned that the purpose should be greater than just passion. So tell us about some of the guiding principles or purpose that you're looking at for yourself. Yeah, that's a, a, a great question. I, uh, outside of work, I, I love to do endurance events, uh, Ironman, triathlons, anything that's really gonna, you know, keep pushing me physically and mentally to try and break through barriers outside of my work, my work career. And coach of mine once gave me a really good metaphor. It was along the lines of, you know, training was, is like sweeping a floor. Just because you've done it once, it doesn't mean the floor is going to be clean forever. Every day, the dust is going to come back. So every day, we need to keep sweeping. And it, you know, it really stuck with me. And so I'm just going to keep sweeping every day. I, my, my family are obviously incredibly important to me and I try and get, like everybody, it's, it's, it's never easy these days, but trying to get the right balance between you know, family life and work life and, and other areas of, of life that I enjoy, like my training. And so it's really important for me in all these areas that I continue to align to my values of trying to understand my better, myself better all the time, being self-critical, um, more self-aware, and, and learning about myself more as I go through this wonderful journey of life, and sticking to my values, whether it's in my personal life or my business life. And I think if I can continue to do that, I'm hoping everything else will fall into place. So that's kind of how I look at things briefly. That's a great message to end with, Declan, especially I know you also play golf, and in golf, you're always looking to get better than what you, you did. You're not looking at your performance against other people. So that's a great way uh, to end this uh, particular session. Thank you, Preeti. And uh, my golf is going to take a little bit longer, but I'm going to stick with it to try and, to try and improve. <laughs> Absolutely. We are, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> So listeners, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. When you get a chance, pick up the book and check it out. And it was a real pleasure to host you, Declan, in our podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Preeti. I've really enjoyed it. Take care. 